This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Hello everyone and welcome along to the Turfcast podcast pre-game show, the show where we get the lowdown on the opposition from a fan of the opposition. And this week it is Leicester City up for us at the King Power Stadium. It's going to be a tough game, but is it going to be as tough as previous seasons? Because I don't think Leicester are as good this season as they have been uh, for the last few seasons. If you look at their results so far, they've only beaten Norwich, they've only beaten Wolves. They're two well, uh, a very poor side in Norwich and a side in Wolves that have started slowly and I think they're not going to be as good this season as they have done in previous seasons. I don't think Leicester are going to be in any, any trouble in any, any shape or form. I think maybe a, a, an 11th, 10th, 9th finish, but they're, obviously that's, that's poor for Leicester in recent seasons because they've been knocking on the door of the Champions League, qualifying for the Europa League. 
Um, so we will see. I realise I'm leaving myself open to be mocked here. If anyone could easily just clip this up after they've beaten us 2-0 at the weekend, for example, or they might even trounce us. Who knows? It can go either way with Burnley these days, to be fair. Um, but I, I see this game as a, a very good opportunity to kickstart the season. Do I think we will? Well, you can find that out in the in the pre-game show when I give my prediction later on in the game. Uh, in the show, sorry. Um, but it's a good opportunity for me, I think, to, to get a point. And a point at Leicester will be a very good point that will give the lads a lot of confidence, I think, going into a very big game uh, on the 2nd of October against Norwich. And then after that, there's some big games after that as well, because after Norwich will play City, forget the City game, but then you've got Southampton away, winnable. Brentford at home, had a good start, but winnable. We need to bring them back down to our level. Uh, and I mean that in, in, in terms of points in the league. They can't We can't let them get too far ahead of us. Um, Chelsea after that forget that then after that it's Palace at home we won that game last season um, well obviously we beat them twice last season but fingers crossed um, you know we can get a point here at Leicester to really kickstart us going into these uh, this run of fixtures because um, I think if we come out of that run of fixtures that I've just mentioned on the 20th of November and we still only have three four points uh, then I think we're going to be in very very big trouble so we need to start putting some points on the table uh, on the board, sorry, and climbing up that table. But as I said, this is the pre-game show. And on the pre-game show, we get a fan of the opposition to give us all the load on the opposition. Right, and just like that, we are joined by Jamie from the Fox's arm, Arms, should I say, um, which is a bar in Alcudia. Am I right, Jamie? It's Alcudia, isn't it? You definitely are, pal. Anybody wants to come on holiday, come and see us in the port of Alcudia, the north of Mallorca. Much appreciated. I know it's less the theme bar, but everyone's more than welcome, pal. Yeah, definitely. I think if I ever get to Alcudia again, I've been before, I've been a couple of times actually, uh, obviously, but before I started doing this and before I was aware of the Fox's Arms, uh, if I ever get down, I'll definitely bob in and say hello. And I, I um, encourage every Burnley fan to do so as well. Maybe not so much on Saturday, maybe after Saturday. Maybe not. I've got, it after Saturday. I've got the game on live. I've got the game on. So, yes. Yeah, so if you want to come and watch it, fair enough. They're all appreciated. Whatever colour shirt you've got on, much appreciated for turning up. Yeah, you might regret that at full time, though, Clarets. Um, but we'll get into that. Um, and you also do some bits for Leicester Fan TV. Is that right, Jamie? Yes, I do. I've been doing that for four years now, covering Leicester from uh, like the Spanish Fox side of it. So, yeah, I do some work for Leicester Fan TV with shows, watch-alongs, interviews, stuff like that. Just the normal kind of content that everyone likes to love and hear. Yeah, yeah. Happy days. Well, let's get into it then. Let's have a chat about the season and, and the game coming up. Um, talk to me about your season so far then, Jamie, because I I, I, I I, was thinking Leicester had a decent start and I've just looked and you're actually down in 12th. I mean, I know it's early on, um, so I, I'm, I'm going to sound hypocritical here because I've just said that, that you're down in 12th, but then I'm not looking at our league position too much because I'm thinking, oh, well, it's early. <laughs> so it does sound hypocritical. But then at the same time, I don't know, I just expect Leicester to always be around knocking on the door of, you know, 6th and 7th, well, in 6th and 7th, knocking on the door of the top four. Um, and when I look at your results as well, um, the only teams you've beaten are Wolves and Norwich. Obviously, you had a man sent off in the defeat at West Ham. Um, uh, unfortunate against City, unlucky against City. Um, and then Brighton's the one at the weekend that where I started checking out Leicester and thinking, oh, maybe maybe it's um, a tough a tough season for them. I say tough. Mid-table is tough for you, isn't it? Let's not let's not go there towards the Brighton. Let's get to the Brighton one a little bit later. But the pre-season... We signed decent players. We signed Patson Dakar, uh, yeah. Bakararu, Sumer, um, Vestergaard. Uh, who else did we sign? Luckman as well, Bertrand. We signed some decent players. 
I would, came against Wolves and you thought first game of the season, you thought, yeah, OK, then it was a bit ring rusty, stuff like that. We won 1-0, decent goal by uh, Vardy, set up by Ricardo Pereira, back from his injury. And you thought, well, yeah, you can give or, give or take the first game as long as you get three points, don't matter how you play, because you can build on it. Yeah. And it seemed to go a bit downhill from there, to be honest. Then we played West Ham on the Monday night and got trounced 4-1. And we weren't playing, even though we had a man sent off, we weren't playing very well anyway. And it was a bit bit downheartening, to be honest, dis- dis- disheartened about the performance. You start yeah. thinking, well, what's this season going to bring? Is it, which way is it going to go? Are we going to be challenging for top four? Are we going to go, are we challenging for mid-table and down the bottom of the table? Which no Leicester fan wants at the minute for what we've had the last few years. Like you say, we're very unlucky against Man City. We had a very close call, disallowed, but Vardy off go- offside goal. Um, which, if that had been allowed, I think it, the game would have been totally different. Uh, Man City would have been more open and would, would have been more play, uh, spaces to attack. We would have probably gone on and won it. And then we played Brighton. Well, we played Napoli in the Europa League and we played bloody well against them, considering they're normally Champions League qualifiers, quite regular. And we played really well and they're favourites to win it. And to me, it was disappointing because we were 2 0 up with about 15 minutes to go yeah. and they were conceded two goals. But I think we played really well and didn't let ourselves down. And then against Brighton, well, the referee, the standard of the refereeing, it was absolutely shocking. Um, I'm not going to say too much more because you'll probably ban me off the channel if I carry on too much. Uh-huh. Uh, but the referee was disgusting. He really was. VAR, I hate VAR at the best of times, but VAR ruined that game. And I think it's ruining football, to be honest. I really do. But as for where we're going to, I don't know. I don't know. Mid-table, I think, pal. I really do yeah. think, Joe, that it'll be mid-table we'll finish. Hopefully pushing for a, a trophy. Maybe a trophy. You never know. Another trophy. Who would have thought we'd have won the FA Cup after 134 another, years? A, a, another trophy. I think you've been greedy now, Jim. Uh, can you not let uh, Burnley <laughs> maybe have a, have a cup run, for example? Um, but, what, but what's the difference then between last season and this season then? Because um, just going off what you've said, then it sounds like you feel like you've regressed a little bit because you've brought a lot of signings in. Is it maybe taking them too long to gel and then by the time that they've gelled, they'll be too far into the season? Why do you think you're not as good as last season? Well, I think, like you say, we bought players. The players we bought don't seem to be going to the first team straight away. They seem to be squad players. They're not going to. They're not mm-hmm. being twenty, thirty million pound players. Not like West Rafaela was last year. Thirty million pound on a nineteen-year-old, and he went straight into the team and quality first-team player. But the players we bought this year, I don't know. I don't think they're going this year. I don't think they're going to be like straight into the one to eleven. I don't think they'll be in the first eleven. Um, Dakar will come good. But sometimes you find the foreign players, the international players, they have that first season syndrome, don't they, where they struggle to bed in, they don't settle in very well. And you normally see it best the second the second season when they're here, uh, which hopefully it's only a couple of months before the bed in for us. But one of the main problems is our defence. We were playing three at the back last year and we've lost West Fofana, Johnny Evans. So West Fofana's out until February, so you can forget about him. He won't be playing Saturday. Johnny Evans, not sure until the press conference later this week. There's a 50-50 chance he might be playing. If he plays, we might play three at the back and play two up top. Last year, Nacho and Vardy were scoring goals for fun last year when they played up top. This year, Nacho's had, I think, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes in the league so far. And he he looks stronger. He looks fitter. He wants to fight for the balls. He's backtracking and something's happened to his feet. He can control a ball now. Nacho could hardly, he couldn't, trap a bag of sand last year but this year he seems to be able to do it he's improved so hopefully he sees that and 
we go back up top with Nacho and Vardy up top. Is that something then that we feel like maybe we could exploit um, your defence? I mean, it's it's weird. Like you mentioned that you you feel like your defence isn't as good. I never look at Leicester and, and my immediate thought is solid defence. When but when I look back, obviously to win titles and to win FA Cups, you can't have you know some mugs at the back. You you need to have decent defenders at the back. So you obviously do have decent defence. Um, Evans is a good shout. Uh, I think he's a good player. Um, underrated as well. I remember when he left. Was it West Brom? It was rumoured yeah, to be going West to Brom a few. Clubs, yeah, yeah. It, it was rumoured to be going to a few different clubs, and I think one of them was Burnley. And Burnley fans are like, oh, "I won't have him. He's useless." I'm like, "Come off it. He's going to be classy." Just because he's been at West Brom and they've gone down, don't mean he's rubbish. Um, I think obviously he fell out of favour. Was it um, at United? Was it United where he was at? For well, Alex, Alex Ferguson has said. Alex Ferguson has recently said he wish he never lets him go now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th I think that, that tells you something. What gets into people's heads, doesn't it? Because it didn't quite work out for him at United. He's then gone to West Brom, I think. Um, they've got relegated. Doesn't necessarily mean he's been bad, but then he's come to Leicester and done very, very well. Um, so, do you think it's something that Burnley can exploit? I mean, because Burnley don't really have um, sort of like a, attacking prowess. Uh, they're not really going to cut teams open. If we're going to score goals, chances are it's a set piece. So. Are you weaker from open play? Are you weaker from set pieces? How, how's this defence looking? You've hit the nail on the head there, Joe. Last year, set pieces were our nemesis. We just couldn't do I think we conceded 17 or 18, something like that. We were the either the top worst team or worst team, whatever you want, however you want to put it. We were top of that pile of conceding goals from set plays, corners, free kicks. It was a nightmare. This year, we've, we seem to have bolstered it a little bit. Until the Brighton game, um, that when Welbeck scored, who seems to always score against us for some reason, I don't know why. They always get favourite teams that players like scoring against, like Chris Wood. Yeah. He loves scoring a goal against us, doesn't he, for some reason. Um, but yeah, our set places, we've sort of shored up that a little bit this year, but we're always still a little bit worrying about set plays. Now we've got Vestergaard in there, which made a huge difference. I mean, Vestergaard yeah. must about six foot six, something like that, and can win a few headers. So hopefully we've shored that up. But if uh, McNeil's playing and he starts swinging the ball over again like he can do, then you could cause us problems with the set plays again. Yeah, um, Chris Wood does does like a goal against you, doesn't it? But obviously, he used to play for you boys. And I, I, every <clears> time <throat> I search Chris Wood, it winds me. Every time I search Chris Wood Burnley, one of the first images that comes up is him celebrating in a Leicester shirt, scoring at Turf Moor. I think in the Championship, or, or when he stood yeah, on the back, it, when he stood on the advertising hoarding. Hoarding. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's as he's running towards it like that. And it just, it's like, come on, he's been at Burnley four years now. Update that picture, please. Um, it was a stunning yeah, goal, was, though. It was a stunning I, goal, I, that I, was. I, I remember it rightly. Was it was it in like an outside of the box effort? I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah he, he gently knocked your defender out of the way. <laughs> the nice and then buried it from about I'll, I'll buried I'll it from about 30 yards after watching Woody <laughs> for the past four years are they going to know exactly what you mean um, <laughs> hopefully you can do that at the weekend then um, but yeah he does like a goal the games last season let's get into the games last season obviously 1-1 at the turf um, obviously at Leicester this weekend so we'll focus more on that Leicester game um, it was a weird game that one because it was a, our first game of the season um, I think it was your second because we were uh, supposed to play Man United, but for whatever yes. reason, I think it was European <laughs> Super Cup or something. They couldn't play in it. Um, not yeah, Super something Cup, like some that. European thing, yeah. Um, and we had Ben Mee out. We had uh, James Tarkovsky out. Uh, but we still managed to... All right, we conceded four. 
but we still played okay in patches. Um, but I just think eventually we, we, we were quite poor at the back and got... got you had a young centre-half play that day, didn't you? A very on, on his debut, I think he was, and scored, if I remember rightly. Yeah, Jimmy Dunn, who's now at QPR. Oh, you've got rid of him, have you? What, on yeah, loan or sold him? him? It, yeah, no, you got rid of him, sold him completely. Uh, that, it, oh, it, right. it, it, it was only there because, like I said, Tarky and Ben Mee were out. Kevin Long was also a, a, alongside him. Um, Kevin Long's one of them players, I think every... Every team's got one. He's been here for 11 years now and he's never been in contention for a first-team start. He's always been back up. And if that's what he wants to do, fair enough. Um, obviously, some players don't. Ben Gibson's a perfect example of that. But yeah, Jimmy Dunn were quite a young. It was his Premier League debut, if I remember rightly. Scored a goal. His defending was a little bit... I think all the defending... I'm not going to pick on Jimmy. Uh, all the defending that game from us was quite questionable. Um, but I, I, I just, I just that game wasn't Burnley so much, was it? But what, what are your memories from them games? Because obviously my, my memory is pretty much just you carving us open pretty much and getting four pretty simple goals. Well, my memory starts before when I did the show with you on the Sunday morning before the game and you said, oh, Burnley are going to lose. So that's my memory of that. <laughs> that's the first thing I remember. When you, when you said, oh, can we do a preview? And I thought, yeah... Yeah, you said, and I was quite, I thought, oh God, I'm quite shocked at that. I didn't expect that. Um, yeah. But yeah, a bit, a bit like yourself. We were still working out, the first couple of games of the season, you're still working out how you're trying to play and stuff like that. And we weren't quite sorted with our, the team selections. You never know you pop a first 11, do you? You still got a few injuries and that. COVID was in the height. It was, it, the season started late, didn't it, last year? It started September time because they were still in the height of COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, to be honest, I can't... I remember the score being 4-2. I remember the young lad scoring the goal. But I, it's one of them games that doesn't really stick in my mind. I remember this, like I say, I remember the score 4-2. But I remember the game the season before when you had that goal disallowed, when Johnny oh. Evans got tripped over, when he tripped over his own big tripped toe. Tripped over himself, yeah. And, yeah. and, it's, um, it, and, and VAR was in at that point, I think, and they looked at it. Or VAR wasn't this, in, I can't remember. Yeah, no, VAR was and said Chris Wood had blew on him. Or gently pushed him again. Sure. I, I was fuming. As a Leicester fan at work, and obviously I don't see him anymore because we all work from home. Um, and I remember I went in the day after and I just thought, I'm not going to talk about it. I can't be arsed. I'm one of them that's like, I can't be arsed with banter. So I just left it and he went, I tell you what, you boys were robbed yesterday. And I thought, okay, well, if he's saying that, then we were robbed. Um, but yeah, I felt we were robbed um, that day. Should, should have been 2-2. That two, day you two, were, yes. Yeah, um, but the year after, obviously, I think you beat us comfortably. What sort of game are you expecting this this sort of time round then? What sort of game are we expecting from Leicester? Are we expecting four at the back, three at the back? How do you think you're going to play? Well, to be honest, with Brendan Rodgers, I think it's more he puts his hand in the box, the lucky dip box, and picks out his team that way sometimes because we're never 100% sure exactly what team he's going to play. He seems to swap and change it. When we won the league, we had... Claudio Ranieri, the tinker man, we thought, oh, he's going to swap and change it all the time. He didn't. He kept it the same as much as he possibly could. We don't have a settled team now. We keep changing it, whether it's because of injuries or whether he's trying to chase his tail and try and find that winning formation. I don't know. I would love to have a 4-4-2, the old-fashioned 4-4-2, with two up top, with Vardy and Nacho up top, your two midfielders, your two wingers, and your four at the back. But he doesn't. He seems to play these different systems, these four three threes, or he plays a four one four three two or whatever it is. He, he keeps changing it all the time. We don't have a settled system. So Joe, you've probably got more chance of naming the team than I actually have because he changes it that much. And with the injuries at the back, we're a bit stuck with what we've what we've got. 
Soyuncu's not going through the best of times, but he's got to play because there's there's no Johnny Evans, there's no Fafana. He doesn't trust Philip Benkovic that he had at Celt- that had on loan at Celtic with him. He hasn't played a game. Um, James Justin is still injured, so we're a bit limited with what we've got to what we've got. So I reckon he'll go with a four at the back, four in midfield. He'll play Madison as the number ten. That every Leicester player doesn't want Madison in that team. Sorry, every Leicester player, not players. I don't know about the players. Every <laughs> Leicester fan is saying we've got to drop Madison. His confidence is gone. He hasn't con- he hasn't contributed a goal or assist. I think seventeen games now, which is a lot for Madison. Yeah. Um, I think he scored. No, that was against Huddersfield when he scored a free kick. No, he didn't score that against you. He scored that someone else. Um, but he hasn't contributed even free kick. He hasn't scored direct from a free kick for. God knows how long. And that's been one, meant to be one of his main games. But I'd love to see Vardy and Nacho somehow in the same tide. Scored 25 goals, 26 goals last year between them after Christmas. Yeah. And now we're not playing them together. So I don't understand that one. few interesting points from that answer I want to pick up on. Um, you Burnley get a lot of stick because of the way that we play. Because we play two banks of four, two up top. And it's interesting to hear you say the opposite. You want to see Leicester play 4-4-2. So I kind of like that. We get a lot of stick for it, but other fans are kind of saying, well, we wouldn't mind actually doing that ourselves. Um, I want to pick up on the Madison thing. What's what's happening then with Madison? Like, Why do you think he's so... Because I look at Madison and think class player. I remember him winning match, man of the matches left, right and centre last season and playing very, very well. Chelsea were interested in him. Uh, there was a debate about who's better, Madison or Grealish, uh, and things like that. Well, so, it, yeah, it was what's Arsenal. Happened? I think it was Arsenal that were interested was it in Arsenal? him. That more than Chelsea, it was definitely. It was looked like it was going to go to Arsenal, and a lot of people were saying, "Oh, we'll pay the taxi fare." A lot of people yeah. said, "We'll drive him down there." It's just ever since uh, we had a problem before the West Ham game last year. Um, five of them had a party when they shouldn't have had a party, and they called the COVID five. It made the national news, yeah, and he I hasn't been that. playing well since then. He really hasn't, and that seems to be it's a bit of his. And he's gone down. He's just him and his girlfriend have just had a little baby, and I don't know. It's just it's not it's just not worked for him since that COVID five thing. It hasn't with those rumours that him and Rogers had a bust up, the rumours of the Arsenal transfer, and he's he's just not playing his normal self. And he seems to slow the game down when he plays. Yeah. On Saturday, on Saturday, Sunday when we played Brighton, we took him off. Luckman came on. Oh boy, we were so more exciting. So much energy. The whole team just sort of picked themselves up as soon as Madison went off. Surely Rodgers can see that. And I think we've got to make changes. If it means dropping Madison, it might be the kick up the backside he needs. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, well, there was a lot of debate about whether Odegaard were fitting into the Arsenal system um, until he played Burnley and scored that free kick. So you never know. Uh, Madison could end up getting a, a nice free. Are we fuming? If we concede two free kicks in two weeks, if it weren't, if it weren't for that goal last week, the game finishes nil-nil and we take a point and everyone's a little bit more positive about that game uh, and the season so far. Uh, but that leads us on nicely to Burnley. Um, what are sort of like your expectations uh, from the Clarets end this weekend? Well, they're going to give us a Sean Dyche kind of game, isn't it? They're like, fight, not fighting, but they've got the fighting spirit. They, they hustle everyone. They press everyone. It's it's just the Sean Dyche way, isn't it? It's just that, I mean, he's now just signed a new contract, hasn't he, for another three years, is it? Something like that. So he's going to be the longest yeah, serving Premiership years, yeah. manager. Um, and it's, it's the only way Sean Dyche, the old school defender. We all know what old school defenders do. And I think that rubs off on his team selections and the way the yeah. team plays. And, I wouldn't mind him at Leicester. I don't think he's the kind of manager at Leicester at this moment in time for the way we're going. But a few years ago, I'd have loved Sean Dyche at Leicester. 
the way he gets his players going and he motivates them and the way they play. I know it's not the best sometimes, the way they play, but at least they give it 100% all the time. That's that's what I see from a Burnley point, from a, a, a neutral point of hand watching Burnley. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm expecting something similar. Um, I think we're kind of slowly trying to evolve that. If you look at the signings that we made, Maxwell Corney being the Markel, uh, marquee signing, sorry. I think he's he's more of a Dwight McNeil type player. Um, and now, fingers crossed, I, I think this, this weekend might be too soon for them, uh, for him. But fingers crossed, we can have Dwight on one wing, Corney on another at some point in the season. Attacking Woody in the middle, you know, bombing balls into his head. That sounds like it'd, it'd work very, very well. We played Rochdale, and at the time of recording this, it was last night on Tuesday. Have you got a midweek game? Yeah, we've got to go to the Den, Millwall. Are you playing tonight. that tonight? Yeah, so obviously, yeah. time of recording is Wednesday. Do you think that's going to work in Burnley's favour, or do you think you've got a, a deep enough squad to cope with things like that? I think he'll make a few changes tonight. You'll see Doosby Hall play. There's a name I haven't mentioned, Kevin Do- Kevin. Kieran Doosby Hall, um, I think he will be playing um, instead of. I don't think Mallers will play tonight, so Doosby Hall will play. I think. Um, Mark, Kevin Albrighton, who you tried to sign in the summer, didn't you? There was inklings yeah. that he might go to you. Uh, he'll, he'll get a game tonight. It'll be a bit of a squad game tonight. I think Danny Ward will play instead of Smeichel. Um, but as for the defence, I'm not sure because we're struggling with numbers. Whether we play Pereira and Castagna and drop Bertrand, but the defence is going to be the problem tonight because we are limited with numbers. But hopefully we can do the job. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's obviously at the time when everyone's listening to this, the game will have probably definitely already been paid, uh, played unless you're a Patreon subscriber. Um, so it'll be interesting for Burnley fans. I'll be looking out for the squad tonight anyway, and I'll be looking out for the result and thinking, oh, well, if, if they can get a result against them, even if you've made changes. Uh, we played quite a strong side against Rochdale. There were changes made um, to a certain extent, um, but um, obviously Vidra was up top with uh with uh, Jay, who obviously scored four goals. Corney started, um, but that seems to be the debate amongst Burnley fans at the minute, because it's always Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. I've always been a defender of Chris Wood, and I still am. I think he's the best striker we have at the club. He's easily the best finisher we have at the club. But Ashley Barnes, for me, love him. He's been a great servant to the football club, but he he shouldn't be starting Premier League games anymore. He's at a stage now where it's time to maybe have him coming off the bench or you know, just let his contract run out and say thank you very much. You know, you've been a great servant. Even maybe give him a cheeky testimonial um, and things like that for what he's done for us. But I don't think he should be starting anymore. Um, but hopefully Jay's sort of like battled his way into contention uh, to start in against you boys this weekend. But um, let's get into the game itself then and some predictions. Obviously, I know you said you don't think you can predict uh, the, the Leicester lineup. Um, you want to give it a go? What sort of things do you think Brendan's going to do rather than what you want him to do? <laughs> I think it'd be pretty similar to the lineup against um, Brighton. So you'll probably see Michael in goal, of course. He hasn't missed a game since two thousand, a Premier League game since two thousand eighteen. So Danny Ward sitting on the bench, twiddling his thumbs, earning his money quite easily. Um, it'd probably be Pereira, and then Bertrand, and then you've got Soyuncu and Vestergaard, unless Evans miraculously gets fit. Uh, so I think it'd be them two, Soyuncu and Vestergaard. You'll have Wilf and Tillemans in the middle as normal. Barnes on the Barnes on the right, and then I'm hopefully seeing Luckman on the left. I think he might play Luckman on the left hand side because uh, his board is a winger, and we need we need a winger. And after Saturday's after Sunday's performance, he should bring Luckman in. 
And then I think he will play Madders just behind Vardy. I don't think he'll drop Madders for Nacho, unfortunately. So I think he, I think there'll just be the one change of Luckman in for in for I can't remember who played on the left hand side the other day. I honestly can't remember who it was now. I've lost. I've yeah, it'd be Luckman in. That'll be the only change. Luckman in for uh, the left hand side on the left hand yeah, side. Fair enough. You still you still sound quite good going forward though. Um, Vardy likes a goal against us. Vardy likes a goal against everybody. Um, so I probably expect him to score. I love Harvey Barnes. And it's not just the Burnley connection. And obviously, it's a very slight Burnley connection, the fact that his dad played for us and then Harvey was subsequently born in Burnley. It's, it's, it's slight, but I'm having it. Um, You're taking it. You're class. taking it. I'm taking it. Yeah, I remember when he was a bit younger and there was a few rumours about us being interested in him. And we're thinking, oh, well, he's got his dad. Maybe his dad's going to say it to him. But his dad, dad probably just said, listen... Leicester, stay at Leicester. Um, so that's interesting. But yeah, you, you sound, you do. And Luckman on the left as well, as another another player that we were, whether it's just paper talk or, or Twitter talk, I'm not sure, but we were rumoured to be interested in. Um, again, another one disappointed. We missed out on quite a few decent signings this summer. There were Luckman, Albrighton, as you mentioned, Ashley Young at Villa, um, and a few more. Young was ready to come. He was on his way to Burnley, apparently, and then he got a phone call off Villa and said, oh, I'd rather go Villa. Um, but... Um, for Burnley, I think it's. I'm, I'm hoping Dash changed it up. There's a few sort of like running jokes, sort of like on the hashtags and stuff of how he's still going to play Barnes despite Jay scoring four against Rochdale. All right, it's Rochdale, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but they're a League Two side. He's not going to be coming up against um, defenders like Vestergaard and Sionku against uh, against Rochdale. So, but he can only play what's put in front of him. Ashley Barnes has done nothing in a Burnley shirt so far in the Premier League this season. Um, I still. <laughs> I've just said all that, but I still would rather play Vidra and Wood. But I would like it if he brought Jay in now to to because Jay's earned the right to be in there. Um, and I, I I think it's time to start Corner. He, he played very well against Arsenal when he came on, and he played very well last night against Roxdale. Again, I know it's only Roxdale, but he can only play what's put in front of him. But he got an assist, did very well for the second goal. Um, his finishing needs to improve, um, but you know he's a wide player and stuff. Uh, honestly, if 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 he if he if he could finish his tee, he'd have scored two goals last night, maybe even three. He, he would get, but he was getting in them positions, and that's not something you see Burnley players do. Um, so I'd have Poppy in the goal, obviously Charlie Taylor at left back who needs to improve. He's been poor this season. Um, ben Me and Tarky in the middle, Lawton at right back. Um, Dwight on the left, Corney on the right, and have them swipping, uh, swipping, swapping around. Um, and in the middle, I'm going to drop. Um, I think I'm going to drop Westy for this one. I think I'm going to try Brownell and Cork. Um, I love Westy, and I think again, I think he's probably the best midfielder we have on the ball uh, at the football club. Um, but um, he's been he's been a little bit out of form this season. Um, and then up top, I'm going Vidra and Chris Wood. I think that's what I would do. What do I think Dyche will do? Barnes and Chris Wood up top, uh, and then no real other changes. But let's get into some predictions then. Um, obviously, um, I said earlier on the show that you've only beat um, Wolves, who look poor this season, or not as good as they normally are, and Norwich, who have lost every single game and will go down again, just like they do every time they come up. Um, they don't even give it a go, Norwich. Honestly, they don't even try. They come up and just get relegated. It winds me up. Um, but then do Burnley fall into that category of them side? So then people can say, oh, we've only beaten Norwich, Burnley and Wolves. Probably in some people's mind, I think we probably deserve a little bit more respect than Norwich, especially. Um, but it is, let's be fair, a winnable game for you boys. You said earlier in the it show that be. I came, I came on and said 
oh, Burnley will lose. I, 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 it's because I'm quite real. I don't like to just say, oh, we're going to win, we're going to win every week because it's pointless. I try to be realistic and I think, let's be realistic for this one. I think it's going to be a Leicester win. I'm thinking 2-0, maybe 2-1 at, at best for Burnley. What are you thinking? <sighs> well, I want to be confident. I really want to be confident. And normally I'd go for a 1-0 dodgy win. But I'm going to put it on the line and I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. I really, I'm going for a 3-0 win. If we get that early goal, the fans are back in the stadiums, properly back in the stadiums. Um, the home form was a bit dodgy last year because I think everyone's home form was dodgy last year when there was no crowd. still is, so, annoyingly. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully um, with the crowds there, it's like an extra 12th man. As long as the referee and VAR is not on Burnley's side, um, I think we'll get, hopefully, touch wood, yeah, I'm going for a 3-0. And that's, I very rarely go for, I very rarely go for 3-0s, very rarely. I just like winning the home games and drawing the away games, four points from two games. But yeah, I think it's going to be 3-0 this week. I mean, I'll have to come on your show next week if it's not, that's for certain. <laughs> Um, well, we never know. We might get you back on for a, a review show. I've been planning on doing some things like that, so we'll see. Um, it just keeps uh, just not falling into place for, for us at the minute. But fingers crossed we are both wrong on the prediction because uh, I can't really get, I can't really give you a stick for saying you predicted a Leicester win when I've predicted it as well. Um, I kind of understand where you're coming from on that one. But um, fingers crossed, obviously, we can turn it around. Fingers crossed we can start picking up some form. Um, starting at Leicester, I would literally, I, I won't even bite your hand off for a draw. I'd rip your entire arm off for a draw. Uh, just, just get a good result for, for the season and, and get going. See, everyone says to me, uh, when we play away from home, I always go for a two-all draw. Because I say, if you can't win, do not lose. And a point away from home in the Premiership is a good result, no matter where yeah. it is. If you win your home games and draw your away games, a point away from home, like I keep saying, I say, why do you keep saying that for? Because it's true. If you can't win, don't lose. That's my yeah. saying at the minute. Definitely, definitely. Well, fingers crossed Burnley don't lose. Um, we'll start wrapping up then, Jamie. Uh, just want to give everyone another shout-out as to where they can find the Foxes Arms and Leicester Fan TV. Foxes Arms, you can find us everywhere on social media. If you want to come and see us, we're actually live in Alcudia, the uh, north end of Mallorca. And if you want to see any of our content, then go to Leicester Fan TV on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming on the show, mate, again. You're welcome, Joe. And uh, we'll probably see you for the uh, game ahead of Turf Moor. Maybe a review show. We'll see if I can get one going. I'll need to chat to people. We'll see. Probably not if you've trounced us 3-0. I'll leave that one out. <laughs> um, but thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening or watching. And we will see you at some point next week. I'll definitely do the 60-second review, which is always on our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. Fingers crossed we can get enough people together for a review show not long after the game. But thanks for watching and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in?
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.